Hello, and welcome to the Polymer Clay Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Holden. This is a space for all things surrounding polymer clay, for education, growth, community, and art. Last episode, I focused on equipment you might find useful when you are starting to work with polymer clay. Today, I'd like to delve into more specialized equipment, more of the stuff that's fun to have, but not necessary to start out. So the first thing on my list is cutters. You can get a cutter in just about any shape you can imagine. A lot of small businesses will sell their own cutters too. Now, you can design and print your own with a 3D printer, which is something I'm looking into myself, Um, but Etsy is also a great starting point for looking for cutters. Amazon also has some cutter packs as well. Now, as I have worked more with polymer clay, there are certain kinds of cutters that I like better than others, and I'm sure you will develop your own opinions on that as well. Now, you can also find small cookie cutters in different places. I saw some at a store near me recently that are about like one inch in diameter approximately, and those might be a good option to start with as well, depending on the price. Number two, liquid polymer clay. Now you can use this as a decorative element or as a structural element to encase your posts into the clay part. Instead of using resin, you can use a little bit of liquid clay around the post and then seal it with polymer clay in a matching color. It's another way to encase your posts as they will fall off if you only use glue. You can bake clay more than once, which is how the liquid clay is able to be used. You can also bake it in an oven safe mold to get detailed shapes. I haven't tried that yet, but it looks really interesting. It comes in a lot of different colors, including some translucent ones. My third item would be a Dremel for sanding and drilling holes. And along with that, I would include drill bits, felt bits, and if necessary, an extension cord. I think they also make rechargeable ones too that might be more comfortable to work with. I would choose a Dremel that's the right size for your hands. When I bought my Dremel, I bought one with like all the stuff that I thought I would need, but the Dremel itself is just a little bit too big for my hands and it's a little bit uncomfortable if I'm using it for a long period of time. I bought this thinking that it would be useful for so many projects, which it has been. I mean, I used it yesterday to hang some pegboards on the wall because I had to cut some pieces off of it, but I really only use it for polymer clay. So a lighter, smaller tool, maybe that would have been the more practical purchase. I also like to work outside, so I use an extension cord to reach my outlet. I'm pretty sure they make a battery-powered cordless option, and that might be worth looking into. You don't necessarily need all the power like I thought you did. My fourth item on the list, any of the equipment that you use with resin. Now, resin is nice and elevates the look of some pieces, and it's a really useful way to encapsulate the post on the back of your piece, but using resin requires more equipment, like gloves, a respirator, and eye protection. Now, my respirator goes over my whole face and has the eye protection built in, which I highly recommend. 
Make sure that if you're using resin, you're looking into appropriate safety and personal protective equipment practices. My fifth item on the list, silk screens and acrylic paint. Silk screens are a fun way to add decoration to a slab. You place the silk screen on the slab and then pull the paint along the stencil, pushing it through the gaps in the mesh and onto the surface of the clay. When you pull the stencil off, your design remains. Now you can also just paint onto the surface of your clay. Before you begin though, check which paints will fully dry on polymer clay. Some paints will not dry fully and will remain sticky. I also tend to seal anything I do in acrylic paint with resin. Sometimes I don't, but most of the time I do. Stencils and mica powders. Now I've started to use stencils with mica powders in my clay process and I'm really enjoying the results. I'm still experimenting with the powders, but most of the time I end up sealing them. I have some varnish um, and I also use resin. Um, much in the same way that I seal glitter so it doesn't get everywhere, I don't want the mica powder to eventually rub off of the product. Um, sealing the mica powder with resin really enhances the shine. And I'm specifically talking about like a color shifting mica. Um, that's been really fun to work with. Number seven, charms. So I've also started embedding charms into my pieces. Um, I'm talking about like an open charm, so like a simple shape in metal that's open in the middle. So when I use a charm, I will seal the charms in with resin. And I do this because if I just press the resin, excuse me, if I press the charm into the clay, cut it out, bake it, the clay may flex and bend, but the charm doesn't because it's metal, right? So if the clay is flexing and bending and the charm is not, the charm can come loose. So I'll use the resin to seal everything in place. Now, sometimes I'll do like a decorative element with like a floral element and I'll take pieces of the floral flower leaf parts, right? And have them extend over the metal, creating like a channel for the metal charm to sit into. Um, and that keeps it in place just fine too. Um, you could probably also seal it in place with a liquid translucent clay, um, flooding the surface like I do with resin and then rebaking it. I just haven't tried that yet. Um, so that's about it for today. There are lots of fun ideas and equipment to work with and you know, it just goes beyond the beginner equipment I talked about last week. I'm sure I could add more to this list. Is there anything else that you would like to add to it? Let me know what you think. Email me at Haley at holdinanote.com. Thank you so much for listening to the Polymer Clay Podcast. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at holdinanote. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts and please leave a rating and tell your friends so that we can grow this community. For more information and to sign up for the newsletter, please visit www.holdinanote.com. The music in this episode is Bright Wish by Kevin McLeod and Competech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license.